you can. Are we, you are can we on? We're super okay, on. Okay, I can't see. I don't wow, know what, like, this is going well. There's no return fee, <laughs> so we don't even know what's going on. It's great. Hi, everyone. Four words. Welcome to Weekly MTG. Uh, MTG one word? That's like I don't know. It's a thing. We're back. MTG we had some technical things, but we have a very exciting show that it's going to make it worth the wait. We have Gavin Verhey here to talk all things Commander 2019. He's going to answer your questions, throw them in chat. Got some from Twitter. Uh, we're going to just throw open the doors. Any C19 questions? C19 questions. Gavin's going to answer. Uh, but beyond that, we also have a preview card. Yeah, yeah. saved a good one for y'all, which we I'm did. excited we about. We did save a good it, one. It, and it's a reprint. It is. So it Slow your roll, Gavin. We'll be excited. We'll get to Slow it. Slow your roll. I'm so excited about this set, everybody. I can't take it anymore. All right. <laughs> Literally jumping yeah. off the couch. Uh, and we're going to show off the tokens. There goes my pen. Stuff's falling everywhere. 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 This Gavin's excitement dislodged start. the pen. It was amazing. <laughs> my excitement is truly palpable. <laughs> it's truly palpable. <laughs> so, preview card, tokens. We're going to talk about basically everything. Yeah. Throw your questions in chat. I'll be looking for them. But first... Uh, for subscribers, we have something cool. You may have seen this on Twitter earlier oh, yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, we have some new emotes, some new Twitch emotes that were done by uh, some really great authors, uh, Diogo, Anders, and Maureen. And you can see their Twitter handles next to their art. Those are available for subscribers of the channel, and they're all kind of great. Tag yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tag uh, Wooberg feels, feels bad. That, that was the exact <laughs> one I was staring at. I love that one. I mean, I enjoy Wooberg F. Yep. To pay respects. Yep. That we've very good. Trick showing off a couple of them in chat right so now. So you too can get access to these emotes if you subscribe to Twitch.tv/Magic. Yes. Including Wooberg Nope. Uh, Wooberg, Wooberg Nope. 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 All right, but let's get to the main event, which is talking about Commander 2019. We're doing another Commander set this year? We are. I've been out of the loop. Uh, previews oh. are done today, after this show, at 3 p.m. There are two places you can find the very last cards. One. One is on the Command Zone. They, every week at 3 o'clock, they've been, sh or every day at 3 o'clock, they've been showing off uh, the remains of the deck, talking about how the deck plays, that sort of deal. Two. And then two, on Daily MTG, we have the last deck list going up. And then tomorrow morning, the full card image gallery will go up, but by that time, you'll, you'll already know most and, of the cards. And when can people actually buy Commander 2019? Excellent question. Not this week. Not this week. Not next week. Not next week. The following week. Ah, okay. Yes. And for those of you who will be at Magic Fest Las Vegas, that'll be a great Commander weekend. We're going to have the decks there. You're going to be able to yep. pick them up and play. We're going to have pods, actually, where you buy uh, one of the decks and go and play in the pod, mm -hmm. which is going to be awesome. We've got the Command Zone. So it's going to be a huge release weekend for Commander. It's going to be really awesome. And you can meet both Blake and Gavin. We will both be at there. At GP Vegas. We'll at Magic Fest Vegas. You can play Commander yeah. with both of us. Yeah. We'll play other things, too, but we'll probably Cast play Render Silent against Blake. He loves it. He loves it. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about Commander 2019. Yes. So okay. this year's theme, let's start with the themes, because this is the first year we've had themes that were mechanics. Where did that come from? Yeah, so two years ago with 2017, we changed how we were doing Commander. Mm -hmm. We decided we wanted to go from doing five decks down to four decks and build them around themes. We explored a lot of the, of the different color combinations. We kind of run down that, that, that well a little bit. So let's try themes. We tried tribal, which really went off great. was a great way to kick it off. We did uh, card types and planeswalkers as a theme last year. And this year, we're trying out mechanics. So we went into Magic's history, pulled some fan favorite mechanics, 
and built decks around them with new commanders that really utilize them well, as well as a bunch of new cards with that mechanic. Now, it's not just those mechanics. There are some other mechanics in the set that work well with those mechanics, but it, they're really built around these mechanics. So you've got a flashback deck, a morph deck, a madness deck, and a populate deck. And you know, it's funny, I was at Gen Con last week and did a bunch of panels and talked about this, and we tried out so many different mechanics. I know Ethan Fleischer will tell you about the Soul Shift deck he longingly built up that he tried to make work, and I told him it would never work, and I was right. And then, um, and the, uh, the, the, the Heroic deck he tried, we tried a lot of different combinations, but ultimately we settled on these four, and I think they turned out really well. They're a lot of fun to play. So what are those four? For, I'm sure everybody in our audience has been paying attention, but what are the four themes that, you, that uh, the design team eventually settled on for these decks? Madness, Flashback, Populate, and Morph. Nice. So let's start with the deck, today's deck, the Madness deck, yeah. uh, and take a look at Anchi Falconrath. Absolutely. So this card was created because... Uh, it, so all these mechanics are interesting in that they take a little bit of work to get rolling, and some are easier to work in... Um, in Commander than others, and Madness is at a kind of a natural disadvantage in Commander because you want a lot of cards in your hand. You don't want to be discarding all the time. So we wanted to make sure you had a discard outlet, so if you put a bunch of these Madness cards into your deck, your Commander could be your discard outlet for you. And that's where she came from, and she also makes sure you don't go low on cards. Mm -hmm. So if you're using her to discard a Madness card, it basically just means tap, cast a spell for less mana, draw a card. And then also untap her so you can do it again, which yeah. is kind of perfect, right? You're like, yeah, I also like it when my Fiery Tempers draw me cards, or my Reckless Worms draw me cards, or you know any of the number of mm -hmm. cards you could you could do this with. So she's fantastic for this. And the haste was actually the thing that when I was talking with Glenn Jones, and Glenn was the lead designer for this set. I'm the commander architect, so I worked with Glenn a lot, but he ended up lead designing the product. Um, I was like, oh, tell me, tell me about the haste here. And he's like, in the late game, you really want to be able to just put her down and get value out of her right away, and that's mm -hmm. really important for this card. So there's a lot you can do here. I've already seen people talking about also building weird madness mill decks where they're, they're like milling themselves by discarding madness cards and looting over and over. So there's a lot of fun stuff to be had, but really at its core, it is about getting those madness cards cast. And if you if you are discarding madness cards, man, she is powerful. Mm -hmm. I do like that this has two out of uh, the three of Blake's favorite words to have on a magic card. It has it says draw a draw card. card. Yeah, that's, that's two out of card. the three. The third one is two. Draw two cards. Draw two. <laughs> yeah. So this one is also a character we've seen before, but not as a card. So this is we've we've heard of the Falconrath clan, Anchi specifically, uh, and there were a lot of those in that set. How how did you land on Anchi Falconrath for this one? Yeah. So whenever we work on a commander set, my I'll tell you, I love making magic cards. But almost better than making magic cards is finding old characters and finally putting them on cards, as we'll get to in a little bit. I love, love, love it. Many of you know this if you've been following me on Twitter. But I have a list at my desk, the single page, double-sided, with a lot of hand-scrawled notes in there that is like Gavin's Legends hit list. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's all the Legends I'm trying to get into sets. And every time I work on a Commander product, I'm like, okay, who's going in this time? So um, this is like, okay, we wanted to do something Madness-related, which calls back very well to Innistrad. Innistrad had uh, Shadows over Innistrad block had Madness in it as a mechanic. It's a set that was, there's a lot of wacky, um, you know, crazy mental stuff going on there too. Mm -hmm. So it, it made a lot of sense to do Madness here. Um, and then making it a vampire, red and black for red and black deck. Those are the colors of vampires on Innistrad. And then we just looked down our list of famous characters, and and there she was. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, and a lot of people have asked me on Twitter too. 
Did we consider blue for this deck because there were some blue madness cards in Innistrad? Yeah. And we talked about it, but we really felt like the core of madness was this red-black kind of philosophy. And um, we ended up, we, we looked at blue a little bit, but ultimately the blue cards we wanted were things that were better in like constructed play too, like circular logic. So we really focused on narrowing this down to be, to be red and black. Plus, we already had um, uh, uh, another, another two blue decks in the mix that we didn't really need a third blue deck as well. We like to keep for color balance. We can so. have four blue decks, that's fine. When we do Commander 2020 and it's the theme is blue, blue deck. <laughs> the theme is mold rifters. The, the three. The theme is where we we decided to break the commander only one card per and just have 99 mold drifters and mold drifters your commander. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that's I think that's yeah, fine. Right, that works. That's playable. Right, I, I believe you mean mull, comma drifter. Mull, yeah. <laughs> drifter. Mull, mull, comma the drifter. The drifter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got a new idea. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, next, let's take a look at one of the cards in the black-red deck, yeah. which is Archfiend of Spite. Right, so with every deck, of course, we made a ton of new cards that, with that mechanic. Some more than others. Some uh, decks needed more help with their mechanic, more cards to exist for it. Um, because some, like Populate, for example, only had a handful of cards we've ever even made with that mechanic. Mm -hmm. It was only featured in one set. Um, but every deck has new cards with its mechanic, and Archfiend of Spite is no exception. What I want to highlight here is that one of the interesting things you can do with Madness. So, Archfiend of Spite, whenever it takes damage, it hurts your opponents. So it's awesome to block with. Well, the thing about Madness is it changes the timing window of when mm -hmm. you can cast your spells. If you discard Archfiend of Spite at instant speed, you can put it into play at instant speed. You get to mm. cheat that cost a little bit, or cheat that timing a little, little bit. So with, say, Angie Falcon Wrath in play, your opponent attacks you, you're like, oh, I got bad news, discard a card, cast Archfiend of, Sp of Spite, block your creature, and kind of just blow them out. So I love that aspect of Madness. It's always been fun to have that little mini game of, do they have a creature to play? Do they not have a creature to play? What's going on? And this fits it really well for me of, hey, it's a five mana 6-6 six, six flyer if you Madness it out, which is already awesome. And then if you eat their creature in combat and make them lose some life or sacrifice some permanence, it's, it's just a gravy. I, you're thinking too small. You do this in response to Blasphemous Act. Yeah. Oh. And, then, and then that person Oof. just leaves the table. Oh, they, just, they just go I, away. I love oh. that. Oh, that's, that's, that's a great moment. Or, and, or you just cast your own Blasphemous Act. You're even the right colors. So, yeah. you know, you have, you have options upon options. Uh, next up, let's start with the... Let's, let's move on to the Populate deck. Hey, that sounds poppy great to me, Blake. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> that is that is my you're, actual you're, you're reaction so, to Steve. You're so popular. It's true. It's true. I am. Just. I'm, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even. Count have it, chat. Put All that, right. that F emote in the chat. Let's, to pay respect let's to look at Geared Conclave Exile. Yeah. So talking <laughs> about the story here, this actually let us do something pretty cool, <laughs> where we do these Ravnica sets. Everyone loves them. We mm -hmm. just came off of three. But a place we never really get to see is what happens when two guilds combine. Mm -hmm. And this fine <coughs> fellow me. here is what happens when Selesnya and Gruul combine. He, he's, he was part of one, now he's part of the other. And so the flavor there I really enjoy. But the power is also pretty something. He comes in, he creates a 4-4 Rhino with Trample. So you're already paying five mana for six points of power and you know nine points of toughness, which is awesome. And then every turn when he attacks, you get to populate your best token and you create one tapped and attacking. And the reason why we chose Populate for these decks is we're looking over uh, a lot of our choices, and we had a lot of more like in-your-hand style decks of, oh, you've got Flashback, which is like in your graveyard hand, mm -hmm. you're casting some spells. 
Um, you've got Madness, which is do they have it, do they not have it, they're going to discard it, maybe it's a spell, um, you'll, you'll see that go away. And then we had Morph, which is on the table, but it's, it's also kind of in your hand, because yeah. you're like, well, there's, there's this 2-2 creature, what is it going to be on the, the other side? It's a Fathom Seer, because it draws two cards. Uh, as if you're Blake, or it's always Or the Shapeshifter to copy the Fathom Seer and draw two right. cards. Right, obviously. Yeah. It, or it's always Willbender, as we it's all know. It's always, always, always Willbender. Will it is always Willbender, um, that's true. <laughs> but so we're like, okay, with our, with our fourth deck, we really, really want it to be an on-the-board deck. Yeah. So you get to play creatures, you get to attack with them, and Gearhead, uh, to me, is perfect for that. It's just make big tokens, attack, you're going to get more big tokens attacking, and then your opponents are going to die because your big tokens were attacking. Mm -hmm. Force your opponents to deal with it, or, or good luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, and the fact that it gives you that 4-4 Rhino every single time, a big problem these colors have are recovering from board sweepers. Yeah. So, of course, that's the problem with tokens, right? You put all this energy into these tokens, your opponent casts a Day of Judgment, they all go away. He rebuilds you, he, it's a single card engine. Mm -hmm. You slam him down, you get your token, and the next turn you can start populating and attacking right away. So he's even great later in the game, too. Yeah. Speaking of populating, our next card is kind of one of the highlights of that deck. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That lets you populate a lot. This was a card that I know was tried at a lot of different mana costs, and I kept telling Glenn, can we do XXG? And he's like, no, Gavin, we can't do XXG. And I'm like, can we do XXG? And he's like, no, Gavin, we can't do XXG. And its mana cost slowly came down and slowly came down until finally it was unleashed in its full glory of XXG. I didn't get him to, keep, uh, to add instant, unfortunately. But you can't have everything. Uh, full flowering is amazing. Um, it, you pick whatever your biggest token is, or a mix, depending on how you're feeling about your life. And you just get to pay that much mana to populate X time. So at three mana, you already get to populate once, which can be fine. But mm -hmm. of course, in a commander game, which is going to go long, you could sink nine mana into this maybe, populate a ton of times, populate four times, get four more worms or four more dragons. Or one of my favorite things in this deck, uh, a little trick for, for all the viewers out there, is if you use your red effects to copy a token, create a token copy of a creature, mm -hmm. and then you populate that, that that token, even though the red effects will often say it goes away at end Sacrifice of turn. Sacrifice in a turn, yeah. You keep the tokens that you populate around. So that, that's a nice mm -hmm. little trick. So if you, um, you know, heat shimmer or, or, or that kind of effect on one of your favorite big creatures, you can then get extra tokens. And if they have enters the battlefield effects, they're all fun to populate, yep. and many, many great things. I know um, many people on Reddit have already, already told me about how they plan to put Helm of the Host on their gear ad and then yep. populate more the, of them. And, yeah, more yeah. Yep. And then um, you can also, they're not in the deck, but cards like Anointed Procession, Parallel Lives, Doubling Season, that all make extra tokens for each one, supercharge full flowering. And yeah. Double the doubling. Yeah. Essentially. The, there, what's the, um, you know, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the new card from Modern Horizons, the X Bell. Uh, it's not Unbound Flourishing. It's, uh, I don't it's know. A, anyway, it's the, it's, it's the it is the mythic rare that is doubling season for X. Right, yeah, which is great with yeah. that. And yeah. you know, with these commander decks, we always like um, there to be you have an idea of where to go next, and those are some great cards to go off to next, like Anointed Procession or yep. or similar. So, so hold on, we we're talking a lot about populate. There, we we're going to show some tokens, right? We are going to show some tokens right now. Ooh, good segue, Steve. Oh, that, yeah, it wasn't planned at all, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so bird tokens. Bird yeah. is the word. So one thing Have I want to point about. <laughs> I was under the impression that everybody had heard. Oh bird token. So one thing I want to point out about all these tokens: a lot of them are art we've seen before, but we've just started this new frame. So 
almost all of these are for the first time in this new frame. There are a couple of them that were in the core set. Uh, but bird. for the most part, yeah, I love that one. Two birds, For one the most stone. part, they are all right. new tokens in the new frame. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And also keep in mind that in the commander decks, these are all double-sided tokens. Oh. So we always include 10 double-sided tokens in the decks. Mm -hmm. So you can you know, flip them over. You get extra value out of that as well, which is really, really exciting. Um, and yeah, you'll see a, a variety of different tokens in the populate deck because we wanted you to have a lot of different things you could populate. Right. And, and, and a big, oh, sorry. No, ahead. no, I was going to say, to be clear, the tokens that we were showing are not just the ones in the populate deck. They uh, are also the ones yeah. in, yeah. Uh, understood. Decks as well. For example, there's a great example of a populate token you, could, you can copy. Angel of Sanctions. Very nice to uh, populate mm -hmm. that one and exile a creature every single time. You want to actually get that one into your graveyard so you can embalm it. Uh, well, I loved seeing some of the the embalm stuff that yeah. went along with populate, and obviously those never like, hard pierce yeah. manticore. Those didn't or manticore those didn't exist in standard at the same time. You weren't populating when you were embalming. It. Right. Yeah. You get to see these see these combinations. That seems like it would be very unfair. <laughs> <laughs> A big thing for us with the populate deck too is when you're playing Selesnya kind of the limited. Often you're populating one one or two two tokens. Yeah. Every every now and then you'd have a big thing. But this time around, we really wanted to focus on um, populating big tokens. Mm -hmm. So the, the Naya populate deck is really about getting a big token and then populating it. Yeah. And then that's how you get those big, big uh, turns. Makes sense. So we're going to keep taking a look at these tokens before we move on to the other stuff. Two zombies. Two zombies, one of which was in M19, so that one is a little less new. 5-5 five, five Dragon. Love Rawr. me some dragons. Yeah. Dragon Master Outcast. Dragon yep. Master Outcast makes that one. Beast Within, the the original uh, Beast Within Beast token, mm -hmm. I think. Right? And in most cases, the way we actually choose how many tokens go in, into a deck, how many copies you're going to give each token, usually we like to give you at least two of any given token. So when you're playing, you can represent a tapped and untapped state, and then use sure. dice maybe to figure out how many there are. But yeah. So for most of these, for, with Populate, we might have had to cut a corner or two just because there are so, so many, tokens. many tokens. I don't remember where we ended up on that. But in general... Um, you, you, for most of these, if you buy the deck that creates that token, you'll get at least two egg. copies of that token. Oh, Here's the yeah, egg token, everybody. Which I'm so excited yep. about. You can now play Egg Tribal, which <laughs> will be really fun. I know Chris Mooney is already working on an Egg Tribal deck for uh, Magic Fest Las Vegas. So. Yeah. And then we've got we've got one one plants in this one, right? so not zero one plants. Yeah, and is that new artwork for that plant? I no, I believe that's been seen. That's been seen. I think so. And that is, new, that is new art for the Rhino. That is new. We showed that off at uh, Gen Con last week at the preview panel. And yeah. People loved it. I, I say it crashed right on it. Ah, bump it. That was really good. Love it. This is, this is what I deal with. <laughs> That's why I'm only on every fourth week. Blake's, Blake's like, this is my I nightmare. Can I can only deal with Steve. <laughs> oh, like there's cool two of you token. now. Cool snake token. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really, <clears throat> it's always a fun challenge to figure out which tokens to bring in, yep. especially when you get to use artwork that you never got to use before. For totally. example, I often look for, oh, this was on Magic Online as a token, but we never put it in paper before. Uh, oh, here's a cool new token we could give new art to, especially with this, uh, or, uh, especially with this new frame treatment. Um, oh, finding sweet. new tokens to get into this frame is one of my own little goals, like right. what hasn't been in here yet. For Commander uh, 2019, super easy because the course that just happened. Yeah. But especially for future re uh, reprint products. That's yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, there's the sculpture. The sculpture's yeah. rad. That is obviously new art because that is a new token. That's super yeah. rad. There's a new card in this set that makes a sculpture every turn, but the sculptures can't attack until the sculptor is away. And as you can tell, the sculptor is gone, so time for the sculptures to come out and play. Mm -hmm. And that artwork, uh, a little creepy, but a little, a little lovely. <laughs> 
Treasure sure, Token. We've Treasure seen that token. art in M19. Friend M20 of the show, Elena Danner, did that one. Yeah. Ildrazi made that by is, Desolation Twin. Yeah, Desolation Twin. That is something to populate. I would yeah. populate that. Yeah. I would. I would make a whole population of 1010 Eldrazi. And then not quite a token, but with all those morphs running around, right. you're going to want to remember what's morphed and what's manifested and so on. So mm -hmm. these are great for that. Um, just giving you a little bit of extra tool to indicate yep. on your creatures. Yep. And I believe Emblems. this is the last one on the list. Yep, there is one emblem, uh, Obnixilis Reignited. Yeah, we'll talk about the Planeswalkers in a little bit, I think. Yes, we will. We're going to talk about them in the reprint section where we have a preview card. Yes. Yeah. So uh, stick around. So let's move on to the next deck, uh, the Morph deck, actually. We talked about a little bit with the Morph and Manifest stuff there. So Kadena, Slinking Sorcerer, is helming the uh, Morph Manifest deck. So I remember when, so Ethan Flesher led vision design for this product. Glenn led final design, so final tweaks, but Ethan led vision. And I remember I was like, okay, Ethan, you're going to do four mechanics. Go and, and figure them out with your team and then come back to me. And they met for the first time. They came back with, with their top list. And there was mm -hmm. some that made it and some that didn't ultimately. But the one that was on there, and I looked at the page, and I was like, yep, we are doing this, is Morph. Mm -hmm. it, I'm a huge Morph fan. I love Morph. I cut my teeth on Morphing Fathom Sears and Brian Elementals yep. and Vesuvian Shapeshifters, me and Brian, Brian David Marshall go way back on that. And it, it's just it's so much fun to build the deck around because you get this onboard, like, what is everything? We don't know. Um, but, of course, playing three mana two twos is not the way to get ahead in Commander. That's that's because often a little bit of a sketchy strategy. So You play five mana two twos that draw two cards when they yeah, come to play. That's, that's, a, that's with, flying, with, flying. Which, with flying. With flying. Ironically, it's kind of also what Fathom Seer is. But anyway, I <laughs> um, <laughs> never thought about it like that, but here we go. Um, what, but uh, Kanina's Looking Sorcerer is exactly what you want because uh -huh. you put her down, you get to play her morph right away for free and pick up a card. So most of the time, you're just, you're just going to go turn four Kadena, play a morph, draw a card right away. The, the, your morph has already replaced itself, and now you have that board presence on the board. Mm -hmm. And then if you untap with her, every turn you're just going to keep putting down a bonus-free morph um, because you're a morph deck and you've probably got plenty of those. And she does exactly what a morph deck wants to do. Mm -hmm. Keep lots of cards in the hand, lots of cards face down on the table, and let you kind of run all of your shenanigans. Keep your mana untapped so you can do on your morph own morphing. Things, yeah. Yeah. What I also love, too, is talking about characters and, and places we go mm -hmm. back to, this is not a character people really know, um, but it is a world that we get to flash back to a little bit here. No pun intended, because this isn't the flashback deck. <laughs> but um, this is from Tarkir, of course, where, where she's from, and yep. that's a world where it had morph, and of course the salt eye brood, plenty of morphing going on there. Right. So um, it brings a smile to my face to be able to show this one off. Yeah. And I know of the four decks, I love all of them, the morph deck is definitely the one for me. And and I think the most basic magic personality test from I found from talking to people over the past week is, do you want to play the morph deck? And some people are like, I do not want to touch that. Do not hand me the morph deck. I'm not interested. <laughs> and some people are like, yeah, give me the morph deck. And for me, it's give me the morph deck. It's, so. it's kind of a test of do you like doing this a lot to make sure that you've got is that okay? Yeah, that's yeah. the one I put there. My my personal trainer is gonna love all my extra little like workout <laughs> here of like lift up a card. You, you don't even need to check. It's always Willbender. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all. Uh, and then mm. there was a a well, there are a lot of cool cards in this deck, but there was a, an interesting card I'd, I'd call it called Gift of Doom that yeah. does some weird things. What a fun gift! One of the things I love about Commander is we get to go back and revisit these mechanics 
and then do some things that we've never done with them or have only done with them in very strange ways. And Gift of Doom, I remember it showed up in the file and people were like, what is going on? And I'm so glad Glenn kept it all the way because to me it's a card that really raises your eyebrows and kind of expands, wow, this is what a morph can do. Because it's both a non-creature morph mm -hmm. and it has a morph cost that is not a mana cost. Yep. Um, and in the commander, when you're tapping out all the time, it's nice to still have a trick face down. And Gift of Doom does that perfectly, being an aura. They go to kill off one of your creatures, and you're like, actually, I'm going to unmorph Gift of Doom and slam it on that creature. And it's quite powerful. Death Touch and an Indestructible is a powerhouse combo right there. So um, this is a neat card, and I'm glad that uh, we got it in the set. And of note, Morph does not use the stack. Right. Unmorphing, right. unmorphing a card does not use the stack, so they can't respond to you unmorphing to attach it to something and kill, kill the guy that you're targeting in response. Right, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. If, normally you would think, oh, well, I'll show them this and they'll have a chance to respond. Not the case. Morph is a special action. It's a very, very unique thing in magic. So if you unmorph and they're trying to kill it, as Steve said, well... Now it's indestructible. Whoops. Yeah. Well, one, one thing I love about all these commander cards is that they all have just layer after layer after layer. If you can put Gift of Doom back up there. Uh, this card can attach to a creature with Shroud or Hexproof. Yeah. It does not have to, it doesn't have to attach to one of your creatures. If if you want to pay that price and give it to an opponent's creature to surprise someone else's attack, you can do that. And there's just there's just a lot going on here that doesn't appear at first glance. And I think this set is full of stuff like that. What I love about commander cards is often they really do have layers. Like you'll mm -hmm. see what they do at first blush, and then as you play with them and you see all the interactions among all four decks, you'll really start to see all the various things it can do unfold. And to me, this is a great example of that. I mean, it's a weird card on its own, yeah. and there's even more interesting things it can do as you play along. Also, don't just forget, there's the secret other mode of this card, which is it does have a mana cost. You can just cast it for five mana, to make a creature death touch and indestructible, <laughs> which is Why would you do that? still pretty good sometimes. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot, a lot to going on here. Looks like why would you, why would you try to make me hand my crown for being king of value to something else? <laughs> why? Um, uh. Speaking of value, let's move on to the next deck, which is helmed by Savine the Chroniclasm. Absolutely. So Savine from Dominaria. I've gotten a lot of questions on Twitter about where. Okay, he, I actually did not know that. Yeah, yeah, where he's from. He's a, he's a student of the Talarian Academy. Okay. Um, a lot of time-based things happened. I don't know if the, the chronoclasm happened. Are worth okay, I get it now. Right. I don't know if the chronoclasm was in the past or in the future. It wasn't in the past in the books. Who knows? Time travel. It's great. Um, <laughs> but this is, you put it down, it's hard to deal with. And then, to me, I love doubling things. It's mm -hmm. one of Rosewater's favorite things, too. We share that in common. And if you're sinking all this mana into a flashback spell, you need to be getting something good out of it. And in Commander, especially with some of the flashback spells, it's like, well, it, you know how it is with the flashback spells. It's in your graveyard, yep. and you're like, if I have nothing else to do, I'm going to flash this back. Well, Savine makes it so, no, actually, I'm going to flash this back at my first opportunity because I want to double up on my draw spell or my damage spell right. or, or um, any number of things like that. So uh, he's great at this. I think it's a fantastic, um, fantastic card for a flashback deck. And this is the face Commander. It really helms the deck and is the one I would definitely suggest playing. Although El both Elsha and Pramicon are a lot of fun too. So talk a little bit, because you look at the other face cards and you can see why one ability feeds into the other. This one has two abilities that look kind of disparate. So why are we preventing all damage that would be dealt to Sabine? So that's a great question. And one of the reasons is 
Um, we wanted to make sure that this deck is kind of the control deck. So the mm -hmm. other decks are attacking a little more, Populate's attacking more, Madness is attacking more, even Morph with its army of face-down creatures is attacking more. And the Flashback deck is a lot like in your hand and in your graveyard, and you're kind of defending yourself a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so you want something that can block in perpetuity to kind of give you a little bit more defense. And additionally, uh, this deck has some red damage-based sweepers, so a way that this can survive all those various sweepers, like rolling, I, I don't know if it ended up in the final deck list off the top of my head, but rolling Temblor, dealing two damage to all creatures, for example, is, a, um, is something that you want to make sure that Savian survives. So just that extra little, little layer of protection versus all of those aggressive strategies is mm -hmm. kind of what we were going for here. And as you go and build your own deck and upgrade your deck in various ways, it kind of creates a fun build around of, okay, what can I do with Savine that makes him uh, take damage uh, that is going to be okay for me? So Blasphemous Act, yeah. a great example. I can cast it and still leave my commander in play. Yep. So. Yeah, and... I mean, oh, Rolling Trembler. There it is. Things like Rolling oh, Trembler. Yeah, yeah. We did it. We rolling did leave it in. You did yeah. leave it in. We did it. Uh, those, all, those all matter, but Sabine can also just block. Right. right, absolutely. Attack with your 4-4 Rhino token. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to block. I'm going to block. I'm going to live through combat. Deal with it. Uh, one other thing on Savina I want to point out is we always like to make sure that there are multiple ways to build your decks mm -hmm. and that you can take these legends and use them other places. A really important thing to me about this card is if you note in the second line of text, it doesn't call out flashback specifically. It just says if you cast a card from your graveyard. Yeah. So if you retrace or do any number of things, it'll also copy that. Yep. So go ahead and build, you know, pick a, a different kind of mechanic and build around that, and you might get a lot of cool value out of Savine there too. Or just take some retrace cards like Una's Grace or, or what have you and slide them right on in yep. to your flashback. Una's deck. Grace is actually in, in the precon too. Well, there we go. We there thought we go. of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I knew that. Yeah. Um, let's look at one of the. Uh, in, more interesting flashback cards in the deck, Mass Diminish. Yeah, so first of all, just adorable. Right? Love that like, art. It's so cute. It's great, great art. Great art, brute to cute, puts a smile on my face. One thing we always like to do is make sure that there are ways to end the game because if you have four commander decks playing, we've all been there, it's hour two and a half, you're wondering what's going on in this game, is it ever going to end? And Mass Diminish really helps make sure that happens. Mm -hmm. You can attack, turn. After you turn all their stuff into one ones, and then still have that for the next opponent. The other big thing about these kind of finisher cards is often like you want to hold them in your hand to the last possible moment because oh well if I spend it on Blake then I won't have it for Steve later on. Flashback helps make sure you can double up on that a little bit by yep. saying oh I'll spend it on Blake this turn and then finish off Steve next turn. Sorry guys, which is <laughs> um, which is you know a great. I time. In fairness, I probably deserved it. In fairness, Blake is probably the one playing the flashback deck. <laughs> You assume I have creatures in play. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, your Muldrifter <laughs> yeah. is now a one-one. Take that, Muldrifter. <laughs> is a what deck would you would you two pick? I'm curious out of the decks. That's a good question. I I like uh, the morph deck. I, it would either be I like the morph deck a lot. Decks. Yeah, I like the morph yeah. deck a lot, but I also really like the madness deck. The madness deck looks sweet. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but I would I would I would probably pick the morph deck. Savine's deck, is, the flashback deck is pretty interesting. Too. Yeah, they're a lot of fun to play, and they all play very differently. I will say also, on one last note about the flashback deck, out of all four decks, if you're a combo player at all, mm -hmm. it plays the most like a combo deck, okay. where you're like, I mean, you're a control deck, but also you'll have turns where you're like, okay, uh, you thought everything was fine, uh, actually, flash this black, flash this back, take a bunch of damage, like, and just kill off a player in a single turn out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's really potent in that regard. Very cool. Um, now... Those were some we've, new cards. We've looked at new cards. Yeah, uh, let's look at some of the reprints, including our preview cards. Preview card. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna get there in a second. Just a second. Um, it's gonna be the last one we talk about, you guys. <laughs> the last 
to last reprint. We're yes. going to talk about some other yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, But I also want to encourage you, before we get to that, to keep questions coming in chat. If you see me looking down or, or checking my phone a bunch, that's because I'm just I'm gathering questions from chat and from Twitter. Magic uh, the gathering questions. Magic the gathering questions, specifically about Commander 2019, that we can throw at Gavin uh, once we're done with regular programming. I mean, I'll answer anything on normal Twitter feed, but we only have so much if time If you want to ask so. about his jacket, yeah. you're free to. It's a nice jacket, you guys. A little known fact about it's me, nice. I wrote a dating column in college. So you can ask me anything you want. <laughs> Facts no one needed. Right, <laughs> there you go. And so, figured out a show for 8.15. All right. All right. Um, so one thing I want to say really fast is, you know, with Panda 2018, there was a lot of discussion about the reprints in that product. Me, me and Glenn really looked at this one to try and make sure that every deck had a couple cards that you could get really excited about owning and picking up. And yep. so we'll talk about some of them in the moment, but I want to say thanks for all the feedback on that. And... Um, I mean, I've been reading through all the Reddit threads on this one, too, and all the Twitter feedback, and I'm so glad that many of you are excited about having a few of these high-profile cards showing up, such as Seedborn Muse. Seedborn Muse. Yeah. So this is one of the first preview cards we showed off, and it was because it is certainly one of the more powerful reprints in the decks. Yeah. What I do love about this card is that any time I play it in a green deck, somebody immediately tries to kill me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the risk you pay. The good yep. news is you'll have mana untapped for all those turns to deal with whatever they're trying to kill you with. So it works off. Works out great. Um, yeah. Seaborn Muse, Commander staple right here because you have stuff to deal on other players' turns, and we put it in the Morph deck in particular because untapping all your mana on everyone else's turns super super good because you can unmorph all of your creatures. For example. You have Kadena in play, you play your free morph, you tap out to do some other stuff, I pass to Steve, and then all my mana is untapped and ready to do morph shenanigans whenever he tries to attack me, which he will definitely do. Yes, yeah. that sounds correct. So this is, was a great fit for the morph deck, and it's a very thematic reprint, while also just being a card that commander players needed to own. So I'm glad we could get it into this deck. Uh, next up, we have a, a semi-cycle of cards. A bunch of dual lands. Yeah. So uh, I know the mana base was something that you guys worked on a lot this year. Very, very much. Yeah. So Glenn took a look at the lands, and this is really Glenn's doing. So hats off to him. And he said, Gavin, I would love to upgrade the mana bases a little bit to from these commander decks because there's so many tap lands. And so we looked through various rare cycles and tried to figure out what would make sense to use here, things that maybe we weren't saving for another set or what have you. Mm -hmm. And um, these made a lot of sense to use for, for these decks and make sure that every deck has some, um, or you know, many decks have extra untapped dual lands that they can use to be able to cast their spells and fix their mana even a little bit more. And yes, there also are still plenty of tap lands. We can't just give you tons and tons of, of wild dual lands all over yeah. the place. But these are some great ways to kind of kickstart your collection and be able to uh, build any deck you want with the, in this color combination with some extra untapped duels. So, how did you guys end up on these this these specific undepth? So, Sungrass Sun, yeah, Sungrass Prairie is obviously a little out of step with Cinderglade and Sunken Hollow. So, were there different needs for different decks, or how did you end up on the dual land configurations? The key to us was that they were the untapped dual land. So, we wanted to find ones that entered the battlefield untapped because yeah. there's plenty of dual land options if they enter the battlefield tapped. Yeah. As far as how these ones were chosen. We, like I said, we looked through cycles we were unlikely to use anywhere else, and these were two kind of hallmarks uh, mm -hmm. of, the, of that. Uh, the, the old filter lands were unlikely to do anywhere from Odyssey. We have the newer um, Sunken Ruin style filter right. lands for other sets we can make if we want to. 
And then the battle for Zendikar lands, I, we, the, the Tango lands, or whatever people feel like calling them, um, we, we feel like we're probably not going to put those in a standard set anytime soon. Yep. So we're okay putting them here. And I think you know, as you, we go forward, we might be even more liberal with the kind of things we allow to show up in these fixed deck products. Because sure. mana is important. We like players having good lands. So yeah. uh, we're It's good move, to have land. It is it good is. to have land. We're going to move a little quicker because we've only got 20 minutes left. And I want to make sure we get what? to all these questions. Why, why, why do we make this a two-hour show? Like, there's so much to talk about. There's, that's true. That's not happening. Because at 3 o'clock, we want people to tune into the command zone. Oh, that's where they get to... Brian, all right, Blake. Um, all right, you... You win this time, Jimmy Wong and Josh Lee Kwai, this time. <laughs> also, many other times. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Next up, uh, you did something different this year, and you put a Planeswalker in each deck. Yeah, speaking of great reprints, to me, Planeswalkers are just hallmarks of, hey, these are powerful cards. Mm -hmm. You get excited. Everyone's excited when they open up a Planeswalker. And we have this huge staple of old Planeswalkers that reprinting is really challenging. Like, are we going to put them as a mythic in uh, you know, some standard set? Well, no, probably not. Where are they going to go? They're not going to be in like, a conspiracy or a battle bond or anything. So Commander's a great place to deploy them. And we were kind of experimenting with it this year to see how it went. I'd say that early feedback on this was, so far from reading online comments, has been really positive. Mm -hmm. We love Planeswalkers in these decks. So you can see us probably going to carry this going forward, or at least experiment with this more um, going forward. And these are just some great choices. Like, Garak works super well in the Populate deck, because, yep. of course, it gives you that big token. Um, Obnixilis, make sure that you can keep your, your uh, hand going forward in Madness. Like, always keep cards around. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of good stuff going on here. I know Rawl Zarek is a bit of an oddball in the Flashback deck, so I've gotten some questions on Twitter about why that one. The thing is, you need your mana a lot in Flashback, so sure. the acceleration there is really, really useful. And then it just gives you, you know, kind of... Oddly enough, that ultimate is super potent. If you can take multiple turns in a row and tap out for all of your flashback spells, yep. land Savine, and then activate your flashback spells and go a really long way. So anyway, I love how these Planeswalkers as reprints turned out, and I, I'm glad that so far the reception seems to be that people are loving them. Yeah. All right, so now it's time for our preview card. Woo! Oh, wow. Uh, so this preview card is uh, a commander staple. Right. And it's got... New art. It is a reprint. It is a reprint, yep. but it's got new art, and it's in the Madness deck, yep. the Black Red deck. Today's the Madness deck day. It's the day of madness, yeah. I tell it's you. It's really good with madness. Chainer, who you might have seen earlier today. It is, yeah. so it's a creature. It's a creature. Or, okay, and, let's just put it up there. Yeah, and, yeah well, yeah. Put Here it we go. Here we go. There. So there's Solemn Simulacrum. New, that new art is sweet, too. A nice little sweet new nice art. Nice little piece. And once again, we wanted to make sure that if you buy these commander decks, you'll have some of the staples you'll need to be able to, to build other decks right away. And Solemn is just such a commander staple. I mean, this yep. card is played in so, so, so many commander decks um, that we wanted to make sure it wasn't one of these four decks. So we put it in, we gave it some cool new artwork to give people who are picking up these decks a reason to try and grab this version in particular. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's super good with Chainer, who lets you cast creatures from your graveyard because mm -hmm. Solemn dies, you draw a card, you discard a card to Chainer, you, you replay your Solemn, life is great. And in the Black Red Madness deck in particular, that's a deck that both will run out of cards in its hand quickly, because, mm -hmm. well, discarding, yep. and also could use a little bit of mana acceleration. Black and red, you don't often often have like a lot of onboard mana acceleration. Right. So it's really great for that, and you play it in that deck, frankly, you could play this in all the decks, and you play this in all your decks at home, too. So it's a great card to pick up, and hopefully you'll uh, be playing with this one soon. Great. Um, let's go through, let's go through some nostalgia throwbacks real quick. Yep. 
uh, and just kind of generally talk about, you know, you, you said you have your list. Oh, yeah. Uh, but a lot of these are weatherlight slanted. Uh, well, how did you land on going towards weatherlight crew for or weatherlight characters for this? Right, exactly. So I have this list of characters I want to go back to. And in C17, we did Miri who we, was received really, really well. Even though a bunch of Miri cards already existed, mm -hmm. um, we gave a new, a new Miri that people really liked. So we saw there was positive reception to this. And then when working on this set, so Glenn was lead, the lead designer and I was the architect. Yep. And um, I, I told Glenn at one point, hey, we, every deck should have an extra legend. I did that in C18 with cards like Eureka and Varchild, and it worked out really, really well. Yeah. And I was really pushing him to do that. And the thing I was noticing is his extra legends didn't really have a lot of um, a, a lot of strong uh, like nostalgia flavor, which is what sure. I, I said I really cared about as the designer. So I kept pushing and pushing and pushing to get that. And he already had put, I think it was Volrath, into the Salt Eye deck when he was looking for new legends. And we were talking, and it was like, okay, hey, what if we did all Weatherlight characters that players love? They love Miri. We could finally do a Gerard. Mm -hmm. We could finally do a couple other characters, and, and you know, we could do a new Greven who badly needed a new card. And, um, and I played the heck out of original Greven. Let's bring let's it, bring up those cards while we talk about them. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so so we went ahead and did, and that's actually why a little little trivia there. Uh, you might notice that two of them are the face commanders or um, <laughs> cards you can command the deck with, Volrath and Greven, while the other two are ones that you can't command the decks with because they're yep. two colors. We, it's because we started from, I believe, the position of Volrath, which was, okay, it's a three-color card that could command the decks. But then we know we looked into the coolest characters we wanted to do in their color identities, and they all didn't match up as, as face characters, but we still loved doing the cycle. So every deck features three face legends plus one other legend that can um, you can use on its own, like Carrick, for example, yep. who, is, um, who is in the... Black Red deck as another another bonus legends or Grismold I believe is the name of the one in yep. the in the green black blue deck. So yeah, and there's Carrick right there. Which speak of talk about a ridiculous commander card. I remember when Glenn showed this to me for the first time. I told him I don't know if we could print it, but 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 here we are. <laughs> here we so are. We, this we makes me want to build a mono black. Commander. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty insane. Really exciting stuff. So I'm super glad we did these throwbacks. And I know that you know this time around. Yes, we didn't see as wide of a panning of different legendary characters, because yeah. in previous sets we've had, here's Kamigawa, and here's Dominaria, and so on and so forth. I wanted to kind of see how this did, and I loved having that tight weatherlight through line as a talking point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we do something like this next time around, we'll probably go back to looking at, at different areas. So, sure. uh, don't worry, I got my list. I'm going to get you all your fourth sister from... Innistrad and your <laughs> Rebex and all those all those characters someday someday they'll come down the pipe green red well green red werewolf commander someday it'll happen I promise <laughs> you heard it here uh, let's ask we got one question specifically might as well start going to some questions uh, yes, what about Orum Orum is, is Orum on your list Orum is we actually talked about Orum as one of the potential options for these four characters. We ended up with these four just due to a mix of color combination and stuff like that. But yep. Orum absolutely is. I mean. Um, I think she's probably white-blue, maybe white-green, maybe mono-white, which didn't really lend itself as well to some of this stuff. We wanted sure. to do red-green, um, which Tonagarth was perfect for in, in that deck. Um, but absolutely, I think we, you can see another Orem. we got to find a way to make sure she's not all about locking the game down as a cleric and taking forever. But in general, I'm on board with Orem. Yeah. I like Orem. Well, while we're on the topic, I'll just throw out some other legends people have asked for. Rebecca. I, I literally just said that to the camera two minutes ago. So, <laughs> so yes. Um, well, okay. Who else, who else are they asking for? Oh man, now I have to go back through. 
I'll, I'll, I'll pull up that list. Yeah, if, if you're asking about characters, throw them in chat. I'll pull them up. Uh, in the meantime... There's a reason my list at my desk has so many hand-scrawled notes. is because people will tell me something. I'll be like, oh... Yeah, we oh, should yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, we got to put here. that on a wheel <laughs> for you so you can spin it. Whatever, whatever. There's like, okay, so what should we try to get in this time? It's like the weird sister or the um, the sisters of flesh and something from Kamigawa. Whoever, whoever the final two. Anyway, I yeah. need to get into Kamigawa story. But anyway, lo lo lots of things. Yeah, we're getting a lot of them now. Uh, I'm right. so surprised. <laughs> nice job, Twitch chat. I ask and you shall receive. All right, um, Ashnod. Uh, oh, Ashnod is on my short list. On my, I've got like my list. And my short list, my super short list, and Ashnod is on like, like the super short list. I have actually put Ashnod into sets before and didn't quite work out. I even have a design I like, and I'm just waiting for the right time for it. So, yes, you will get an Ashnod. That is a card I very much want to make. Uh, rat. Rat, right. So, Rat is from the new book that came out. Yep. Uh, the novel that came out with War of the Spark. I think Rat is absolutely a character we will see someday, probably even in a standard legal set, potentially. Mm -hmm. um, but because it's so new and fresh, when we were working on this set, I didn't even know Rat existed. So sure. it was a little too early now. But at some point, absolutely. Commodore Guff. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let me talk about Commodore Guff for a Oh, second. boy. If, Go you, for you, it. you can look up Planeswalker's Mirth, if you want an example <laughs> of what this character looks like. Um, Peter, some people in the pit who are convinced Commodore Guff will never happen, okay? People, they're many who are like, you will not do this, that character is ridiculous, it doesn't make any sense. I am, I am a Commodore Guff champion. I am going to strive to get you your Commodore Guff. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know when, <laughs> but I want to make Commodore Guff. I think it's a hilarious character. I, I actually want to do all the nine titans, so it's like Bolivar, Commodore Guff. Sure. Um, I did Wind Grace back in yep. C18, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're getting through them slowly but surely. I will admit, Commodore Guff is in the uh, long-term Gavin goal portion of this, <laughs> so it might take a long time, but I'm going to keep working on them. We'll see what we can do. All right. Um, I'm going to go through some other questions people have because okay. we have so many names we could probably spend a while yeah. on them. Uh, it, I'm going to come back to them. I, also, just tweet at me, and I can try and answer yeah. them too. So you're welcome to oh, send wow, me. Oh, wow, that's a deep cut. All right. Um, I'm, I'm writing them down. Any time we have left will be spent on We'll do rapid-fire list. Yeah, rapid-fire. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. Win. Uh, this can be a question for all of us. Oh. Uh, for, uh, for these four decks, is your plan to build that build with them so enhance them after you've played with them or to cannibalize them for other decks uh, Gavin I always love I mean yes there might be a few cards I might take and put in other places but I always love using this as a core and then using it to expand sure. so then we always build these decks with intentionally sometimes I see comments about how the decks seem like maybe slightly disjointed or something like that we can do that a little intentionally so that if all three of us were to buy the same deck I'll just say the morph deck let's say all three of us sure. buy the morph deck we could all go back home and tweak it and make changes, and we'll all come back with very different looking decks because mm -hmm. the decks have naturally different hooks in them that might pull you in different directions. That's why, in fact, the three face commanders often all point you in different directions. Um, so, yeah, uh, for me, I would take it, I'd go make my own modifications, and then go forward from there. I always pick my favorite and build from that, always. Yeah. Um, mine depends. Right now, I have too many commander decks. I literally just took 
two of them apart because I just I hadn't played them in forever. So did I, which is why there's room to build them. I was going to say, yeah. one way to look at it is room to build more. Uh, the other way to look at it is that right now I don't need more commander decks, but if something speaks to me, it speaks to me. It, it, it's the old, I cleaned my fridge out of frozen pizzas. I yeah. guess I need better go buy some more frozen pizzas argument. Yes. Like I, and, and I would probably build the Sultai uh, Morph deck, but I just built a Yarick deck, so Ooh. a lot of my Sultai stuff is taken up. Uh, so I don't know. We're, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna get them all, and and we'll we'll go from there. Logistics, we'll find man. out. Freaking logistics at Magic Fest Las oh, Vegas. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Well, I'm definitely Come find us. Yeah. yeah, we will be there playing with the decks. Um, uh, I can answer a couple of these rapid fire. C19 will be coming to Magic Online uh, through Treasure Chest. That's the, the normal way that Magic Online does it. Will not be coming to Magic Gathering Arena. Uh, will there be story associated with these? So in the past, we've done some light stories here Depends, or there yeah. with, with Commander decks. Uh, we do not have one for this set. Uh, future? Who knows? But I will point out, too, when you buy the decks inside, there's brief bios for all the characters you can yep. read through. And those bios may also be appearing on the website, um, on the product page. Yeah. So, so stay tuned for those. So there, there is lore. Maybe not a full story, but certainly lore, and you can learn a little bit about it, especially the new characters. Right, you can learn about how Pramicon is from an unknown plane cloaked in mist, yep. and as I keep getting asked about. Um, the <clears throat> next, so we had a question about black enchantment removal. So there's oh, a yeah. uh, there is a card in here called uh, Mire in the Muck, I think it's called. Uh, black enchantment removal, that's new. That is. Why? So we've talked about this for a very, 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 very long time. It was super contentious, and I know Rosewater's kind of hinted on it on his blogatog for a little while. But if you look at what every color can deal with, black had kind of an unusual situation. So um, green and white can both deal with artifacts and enchantments. Mm -hmm. Blue can bounce anything. Um, has trouble dealing with anything in particular. It can steal yeah. stuff. It can steal and bounce things. So you get to black and red. Black can destroy neither artifacts nor enchantments. Mm -hmm. Red can, not, not, can destroy artifacts, but not enchantments. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a weird thing going on there where black was just kind of hamstrung for no reason. Because all the time, if you're playing a, bl a black deck, a mono-black deck, as many of us have felt, your opponent, will, your, your opponent will play an artifact or an enchantment, and you'll be like, well, I have no answer to this. There's nothing I can do, do about that to mm -hmm. deal with it outside of an artifact of my own, like Oblivion Stone. So... We talked about divvying it up a little bit. So red is the color that can't deal with enchantments, yep. and black still can't deal with artifacts, but it can a little bit deal with enchantments. And so we are trying out, as an experiment, black having some uh, weak on rate enchantment removal that is especially sacrifice-based, as I believe sure. this card is, yes. so that they get to choose which enchantment goes away. It's a new <clears throat> thing. Mm -hmm. We're still experimenting it and trying it out, but if it works, we'd like to adapt it because, frankly... If you look at the game of Magic, I think it's just going to be a little bit better if Black has the ability to deal with uh, most... Uh, with Sorry. If Black is not missing the ability to deal with the two entire card types out of the game. It also makes doing things like uh, making sets at some point around either artifacts or enchantments a lot easier because there's an extra color that can deal with them. I know if you, right. if you, if you played um, um, like original uh, or any number of the Mirrodin blocks... That black not being able to kill and off any artifacts was very It was easily the worst. Or I, yeah, 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 in was, original Mirrodin, yeah. black was easily the worst limit. Or like color. in Theros, uh, same problem, right? Yeah. Like black couldn't deal with enchantments very well. Yeah. Well, now, if we ever do another set like that, we have the ability to give black removal for, for that. So for sure. um, it, it just helps make the game a little more whole. Fair enough. Um, for those asking about the complete list, go to dailymtg.com. Uh, and there, at... 3 o'clock, we will post the full deck list for the Black Red deck, which is the final deck for the week. 
and then we will update the card image gallery uh, likely tomorrow morning, which will have all the images of all the cards. Cool. Uh, next up, Gavin, who's your favorite new commander? So not necessarily the face card, but any new legend in C19. Oh, there's so many, so many good options. Um, <clears throat> Choose which child you like best. Yeah, yes. Choose which one, I, Gavin. You must choose. Out of your, like, I don't know, 16 children, choose, choose your favorite. You know, I, I really, I really like I said, the Morph deck really speaks to me. Yeah. I really, really love that deck. And so it, it might, in fact, be the face of the Morph deck. Just be able to put her down, play a Morph, and draw a card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kadena right there. It's kind of all I've ever wanted to do. Like, it's, it's really, really perfect for me. So that is right in my wheelhouse. I don't know that I would actually build a deck around it i might but um i just love the concept of the legendary wall yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah that card's great you gotta you gotta clone it and then you cause all you helm the host it and there's all kinds of nonsense that there, there's yep. somebody in the building that has a wall commander deck and has just been waiting for something like this to to build around i did i take that one apart i had an arcades deck and i think it, it placed in some of the same space but not really so we'll see yeah. Um, question, uh, let's talk about, we're going to go back to characters, because uh, someone had a question about, was there ever a new Ixildor, and did you ever look at making a new version of that character? Yeah, Ixidor. So, um, Ixidor, yeah. we talked about it at one point, as should it be one of the face commanders for the morph deck, but we couldn't really justify bl those three colors for mm -hmm. Ixidor. One thing, of course, as much as I love going back to these old characters, you do have to have to be faithful to their color identity. You can't yeah. just shift them for whatever reason possible. And getting blue, black, green in Xtor's color identity was, was a really big challenge. Um, so we talked about it, didn't end up doing it. Um, we did look at one point at reprinting Exodor in here. And actually, if you follow me on Twitter or if you go look at Glenn Jones's Twitter, I retweeted his yep. tweet. Um, he made a great tweet talking about why he didn't include Exodor or Catalyst Stone or some of those other cards in this deck. Because even though they have the keyword literally written on them, your morph creatures get a little bigger, or your flashback spells cost one less, they just aren't actually that strong in the deck. Like, yeah. Catalyst Stone makes all your flashback spells cost one less. Most of the time, it's just going to be worse than a, like a worn Power Stone-style mana rock, which yeah. gives you two mana for anything. Um, with that said, though, I think that's great feedback, and if we ever do mechanics again, we might look at putting some of those kind of cards in. But in general, if... He, we, those weren't included for, for those reasons. Um, but Ixidor, is, it's a fun card. It's fun to turn your morphs yeah. up for five mana. Um, go check out those tweets, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to do character... Right, rapid fire. When rapid fire. When if? If or when? Uh, Dyfed. If. Tvez Sat. Win. Absolutely win on that. I want that bad. Takasia. I'll say win. Okay. Mishra. Win. We're gonna another one, no question. Okay. The first one not being good in commander is a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gix. Win. I've wa I have a design, I've wanted to do it for years. Okay. Leshrac. Win. Pemmon. <laughs> that's, that, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that, that one's not on my list, but maybe now it will be on my list. Currently an if, ask me in a month and it might be a win. We'll see. <laughs> uh, New Rafelos. I think that's a win. Okay. Uh, Christina of the Woods. I'm going to give that an, a real strong if. <laughs> that was the one I was like, that is, that deep, is a cut. deep cut. All right. I Christine. will say, though, if you love, if you like Christina of the Woods, on the similar Commodore Guff train is Green Sleeves. I want to make, how many of you know what Green Sleeves is? Someone in the chat will tell you from one of the very first Magic novels. <laughs> uh, I want to make a Green Sleeves card. It's going to be a hard fight, 
but it'll be sitting right there with Commodore Guff. You'll have them get to hang out together. Maybe someday that'll happen. Yep. Uh, Hal and, uh, man, I can't Elena? Remember. Yeah. Okay, absolutely, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, a, um, a when is Yeah, that, that, yes. that's a when. So these are the two characters from Innistrad. Um, they're very well known. People have asked for them for a long time. There's a reason they're not in this year's Commander decks, but I'm, I definitely want to do them at, do them at some point. So um, we, we talked about them for this year's Commander decks. It didn't really make sense to do them Gisa and Garolf style, merge on one card. But at some point, um, if we were to ever go back to Innistrad, or if we were to have a Commander decks where they really made a lot of sense as face characters, we would get them in there. So yeah, for sure. Okay. Pharaohs. Pharaohs? Um, oh, this is old growth of fans. Um, <laughs> nothing against you. I love, I love old growth of two. We'll give that an if. All right. Uh, Marhalt Elves Dragon. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> okay. You're typing in words. Is that a character from another IP? I'm going to say um, <laughs> on that one. It's a real rrr for me. All right. Uh, last one Tolivar. I'll give that an if, but well, I got an if for now. Okay, cool. Okay, that's that's it. We would love to do a whole hour of just I'm, Gavin I'm, answering I'm when sh- if I'm to characters. My phone over. We'll, we'll schedule that for any. next week. Yeah, along time. with along with Gavin gives his, dating advice. His Twitter account yeah. is at Gavin Verhey. Yeah, if you if you tweet them at me, pull up the overlay, Sean. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, if you t- yeah, tweet them at me or post them on Reddit. If, if someone wants, wants to make a Reddit thread that's like, I just want to ask Gavin if this is an if or win. I'll, I'll probably do that. Whatever you feel like, I'm on yeah. all the time. So cool. Um, okay, so thank you for all joining in. Uh, it was unfortunate we didn't get to everything we wanted to do, but that's okay. Uh, one uh, thing I want to talk about is that we've got the next episode of Weekly MPL. MPL Weekly. MPL Weekly. Yeah, that's the other way. Yeah, uh, we've got we're a great Weekly broad- MTG. They're MPL got a Weekly. Great broadcast team for this weekend. Oh, wow. Becca Scott, Marshall Sutcliffe, Cedric Phillips, and Ben Stark is the MPL member coming in to do commentary. Yeah. Uh, there's also going to be a pack one, pick one sequence with Ben. Uh, he's known as a very strong limited drafter, has a ton of people who follow him on Twitch for his limited knowledge. Uh, so tune in this Saturday. Uh, you can see in the right-hand corner, upper right-hand corner there, 12 p.m. noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's right here on twitch.tv slash magic. Uh, this weekend, we are watching the top four between Autumn Burchett, Andrew Cunio, Carlos Romao, and Marcio Carvalho. So we're going to find out who wins that division. It will not be Brad Nelson this yeah. time. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Brad. Sorry, Brad. Sorry, Brad. Friend of the show, Brad Nelson. Didn't make it. He was here last week and was very quick to point out that he won his division last time. Not going to win it this week, Brad. Sorry. <laughs> Take that, Brad. I, I say that like I'm ever going to win one of these divisions. Yes. Deal with it, Brad. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll call it pulling a Brad around the office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next week, so this show was great. Really fun. Yeah, really loved awesome. it. Yeah, how can we possibly top this? We, we will next week. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but you should tune, Please tune in. in. Uh, we're we're going to make it appointment about, television. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about it a lot next week and what this, that show actually is. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say what it is now. Uh, we, will, we will obviously be talking about something that nobody knows about yet. Some people know about it. Yeah, I, I know, know about, about it. it. Steve knows about it. Sean knows about it. Uh, but tune Way in to rub it into week. Twitch chat, man. No. Like, seriously. No, that's, it's, it's teasing. You're giving up a Groth a reborn? a reason. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that easily? <laughs> That is a joke. There is no... <laughs> so come back uh, next week. 
definitely 100% be there. Hipster to the Coast, I know you're live tweeting this. Put that in there. Um, and then other than that, that's all the things. Great. Thanks, Gavin, Thanks, for Gavin. showing up. Commander 2019 is out in two weeks. And one day. And one day. And you can see all the deck lists right about now. I think it's about 3 o'clock. And if you head over to the Command Zone on YouTube, you will find them talking about the last cards in the Madness deck. Madness! Madness. So thank you, Gavin, for sharing all kinds of C19 knowledge. Thanks for having me on. And yeah. I will see you at Vegas. Me too. I will not. Yeah. We'll bring a picture of Steve. Yeah. No, we won't. Yes. Thanks, everyone, <laughs> for tuning in. Bye, everybody. Bye.